welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. Hey listeners, you still got some time before Christmas this week. Will you get it yet? Probably not. But if you want to buy your friends a nice Christmas gift, a nice gift to start their new year with, how about some bourbon aged maple syrup that's right our good friends up at seldom seen farms in ohio is pouring his maple syrup into bourbon barrels leaving it aged there for six to nine months and then what we like to do is pour it in our cocktails um some simple syrup get rid of that use that maple syrup that's been aged in bourbon barrels for six to nine months from seldom seen farms making the perfect cocktail now you can pour it on pancakes like this fat guy likes to do you can pour it on waffles hell you can pour it on chicken and biscuits that's a great way to go but it'll have that bourbon taste to it Kind of that grown-up maple syrup. It's 100% from his farm, 2,000 trees. So check out SeldomSeenMaple.com. Pick up a couple of his uh, bottles of bourbon-aged maple syrup for your friends, for yourself. Hell, you can even send Big Chief a bottle. Hey, this is Big Chief from the Bourbon Road. And Jim's not able to be here today. He's down in Florida catching some fish with his uh, fly rod. He's enjoying himself down there. I'm sure he's got a cocktail in his hand right now because it's about 4 o'clock. It's not 5 o'clock down there, I don't think. Um, but Jim is fishing. So today, um, we are sitting down. We're on the internet. I hate this because uh, we're not in person. But we got... The founder, the owner, the man, the myth, the legend. He calls himself the janitor because he sweeps up all the messes uh, that everybody else is making. But we have Paul on. Paul, how are you doing today, man? Uh, doing good. I got to say, I'm a little hungry after listening to that uh, bourbon <laughs> bourbon maple syrup. I got I got to get me some of that. But uh, I'm doing pretty good today overall. Yeah, aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, Chicken and waffles right now. It's about that time of the day to eat a, some chicken and waffles and pour that on top yeah. of there. Kind I of could destroy gr- some chicken and waffles right now. That grown-up maple syrup. Now, Paul, I didn't say your last name because I, even though you told me how to say it, how do I say <laughs> your last name? I knew I was going to tear it up. That's uh, all good, man. Uh, last name is Holetko. So just it looked scary because you got all these consonants, but it's really not so bad. Uh, my wife always threatened to buy me a vowel for our wedding present, but... Uh, <laughs> I said well, I how do you what 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 uh ethnicity is that? Uh, it's Czech, Czech Republic. I was gonna yeah. say German, I thought, but you, know, yeah. you never can tell. You can't tell these days. Uh, nope. People from all walks of life. So we're here to talk about your whiskey. Um, you have few, um, and we actually got the bottled and bonded drink today, straight bourbon whiskey, 100 proof. I'm assuming this is over four years old because it is bottled and bond, right? You're out of Evanston, Illinois. Now, where is Evanston at? So we're just uh, just immediately north of Chicago. So if you picture Chicago, the northern border of Chicago is the southern border of Evanston. So and you're not then, stone's throw from Wisconsin up there. Yeah, it's about maybe 40 minutes to Wisconsin, uh, like Racine, Kenosha area. Probably eh, maybe forty five ish, um, and then we're right on the lake. So you can just take uh, you know, just take the highway up, and you're there in forty five minutes. We're you know, probably hour fifteen from Milwaukee, and you know I made it to the Blackhawks game last night during rush hour traffic in about thirty five minutes. I love Chicago. I love that area up there. Um, it gets a bad rap sometimes in the news, but. Um, I broke a little ice up into there on a uh, Coast Guard icebreaker back in the day. And we used to deliver uh, Christmas trees to uh, to folks down in Chicago. Uh, we'd cut down about 2,000 of them from the uh, tip of the mitt and haul them down there on a Christmas tree ship. Nice. So no, part of like history. It. So I feel like I got a link to you now. <laughs> yeah, Chicago's a great place to be, man. It's a great city. It's got... Uh, 
everything you want in a big city with a, you know, a little bit less of the stuff you don't than a lot of other places. And you get a great lifestyle uh, at a at least vaguely reasonable price. So few on the bottle. Let's talk about the bottle for a second because it is striking the the label that you have on here. There's a statue on here. It's not the Statue of Liberty. What is that statue? So the statue is actually uh, inspired by the statue that was kind of the defining image of the 1893 World's Fair here in Chicago, which was kind of a turning point uh, in Chicago history. Um, and so we, all of the iconography and all of our bottles is based on that world's fair. And so we kind of lead with, you know, the defining image, which was the statue of the public. Uh, so like you say, it's not the statue of Liberty cause you know, it's not, uh, but it was the size of the statue of Liberty, but made out of paper mache. And so it's a uh, long, long, long gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Although there is a replica on the near South side, uh, that some people see. Nobody takes a few bottle over there to that replica and takes photos. So oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's get into the history of few. Where, where, when did you start? So a few has been in the business now for about 10 and a half years at this point, we celebrated our 10th birthday in August. Um, and, you know, as a grain to glass distillery, we always have always will made every drop of whiskey we sell ourselves. So we hit the market relatively early with gin, uh, as well as uh, effectively unaged whiskey. And but we'd been making whiskey for a while before opening. So we were able to launch our whiskey products relatively quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, we're about 10 and a half years old, uh, making whiskey the old fashioned way by scratch. And uh, we don't source anything. So I'm assuming that you would have to. Uh, do you try to buy everything from Illinois, like Southern Illinois, all your grains and stuff? Or yeah, we get everything from as close to home as we can get it. Um, it used to be we got everything from within about 150 miles. That's that's not really true anymore. Um, right now, we really focus on the quality of grains that we can get and make sure that they hit our specs and our quality. Uh, we're in Chicago, so getting good quality grain is kind of like being in Kentucky. It's it's harder to buy bad quality grain than good. Um, you know, so we're you know, we're in the grain belt. We can get great quality grain. So we get everything from as close to home as we can get it, uh, so long as it hits our quality needs. But you know, we get corn from Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, Michigan. We get our rye from you know, kind of Minnesota, Wisconsin, maybe a little bit out of like Ontario or Alberta, depending on where it's coming from. You know, everything's as close to home as we can find the best quality grain. That, that's nice to know that you guys started that way um, and you started with clear liquids. You got to keep the lights on, right? Some, some, you got to pay the bill some way to get to uh, four years. Yeah. I mean, you know, beforehand, you know, before we were started recording, you're talking about uh, other distilleries where maybe daddy bought the distillery for somebody. Uh, I did not. And so it's always been a solid struggle for us to build up because I started without money and, but I've also always wanted to do things the way I want to do them. You can even see the poster behind me where it says, you know, many know the way, but few follow it. And that's true. Everybody knows how to make whiskey grain to glass and let it age and do it, but not everybody does. Uh, but we do. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to sit there and wait on it too, right? Uh, I'm sure it was hard to wait to get this to bottle and bond. Uh, it's definitely, a di it's always a difficult challenge. You know, you spend all your money up front and you have to sit on it for years until the whiskey's ready. Um, but such is life. You know, that's how it goes. And I didn't get into this business to make money. I got into it to make whiskey. And... <laughs> that's the price of doing what you want to do. If you want to make whiskey, you're going to have to do it. You got to make whiskey. Now I'll let all of our listeners know Paul is a common man. He's before we came on, uh, he was already logged into StreamYard um, and then kind of backstage, but I get to see what's going on back there and I get to hear what's going on back there. He's in there <laughs> just jamming out to some, I'd say some old school rock, probably uh, some seventies rock um, on a, like a jam station on Sirius, Sirius XM. And yeah. uh, so that, to me, that shows you're just a common guy. There's no classical music playing. There's no Royce Royce probably parked in your garage or anything. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, actually, just on the other side of the computer screen is my band practice space where I've got all my guitar. I've got my guitar and my amp, and you know, we get up. Um, it's you know, we were talking about uh, other distilleries, and yeah, I, I'm just a dorky suburban dad, and I happen to make whiskey for a living. Um, well, let's talk about the whiskey for a second, um, and so I can, because it's killing me not to sip on this glass yet. Because I've been trying to wait. It. That's what it's for. Um, it's whiskey. It's not for looking so at a what, bottle. You put it in your mouth. Heck yeah! So, what's your mash bill on this? It's a seventy twenty ten. So seventy corn, twenty rye, ten malt. Uh, we use a, a Belgian beer yeast for the ferment, and I think that Belgian beer yeast is what helps give it a lot of that spice flavor. Uh, that kind of the black and Kind of that black and white pepper, that especially that coriander that you'll get in there. Uh, a lot of that cinnamon spice is coming out of that yeast, and it's something we're really proud of. And what's a bottle of this supposed to go for in a store? I'm seeing it as low as forty around Chicagoland, but uh, MSRP is I think fifty. All right, nice. That, I mean, for a craft whiskey, that's about the right price you should see. Hundred proof, that's not bad right there. I, I'm glad that I don't see it at like eighty six or ninety proof or even eighty. Um, and you kept it at a hundred. Um, of course, for a bottle and bond, it has to be a hundred proof. It has to be aged four years. Um, I love it. Well, let me know as a sucker. I'm getting a a little bit of custard on that, like a. Uh, creamy. I, I could get the oak. Me and Jim always say there's a candy at like Tractor Supply or a farm feed store called Whorehounds. And I get a little bit of that whorehound in there. A mm. little bit of smoke. Yeah, char three barrels. Yeah, I like that. That's really beautiful. It is what a bourbon should be. You know, I don't like to give off those notes of oak and leather and tobacco. Um, you know, whorehound candy resonates with me. If I if I smell that, that that's what I'm going to get. Whorehound candy is like that, a root beer candy almost, but yeah. a little bit more medicinal. Well, Paul, cheers. No, cheers, man. Now you're making me thirsty. I got to grab my, I got to grab an open bottle here. Definitely get that black pepper that you were talking about, that spice right on the tip of the tongue. Some really dark cherries on that. If you've ever been up to the UP of Michigan, they're known for their cherries up there. Yeah, they got some dark cherries up there. Um, perfect with that. That oak is coming through. It's funny to talk about cherries. Like We always talk about the house style at Few Spirits because you've know, got a couple of different whiskeys out there. Um, but to me, kind of our house style uh, is cinnamon, like the, the real cassia cinnamon and tart cherries. Uh, our bourbon tends to focus a little bit more on that spice and our rye tends to focus a little bit more on the cherries. Uh, but uh, that's definitely what we're going for is that cherry note. I actually get you're talking about cinnamon, but not the bun itself, but cinnamon has that that i don't know what it is glaze on top of it stirred in with cinnamon and i get that that creaminess with that cinnamon mixed in gives me that little bit of spice really really beautiful everything's kind of carrying over from those and it's i think that's a really nice thing whenever you know something and then the palate matches up perfectly with it um you, you guys did an excellent job with this right here, doing that. Well, thank um, you. That tells a story. Not everybody can do that. Sometimes the nose will fool you, and you know you might get a off-putting nose, and then you drink the bourbon, and you're like, "Wow, this is really good." Or the nose is so wonderful, and you're expecting this just beautiful bourbon, and then you drink it, and you're like, "Wow, that's kind of a letdown." Well, this right here, the nose matches perfectly with the palate across the board. Um, really, really nice. Thanks. So Paul, where's your, what's your background in? What got you before you did bourbon, before you started making whiskey, started a distillery? What, what did you do? 
I, I, what I really like to do is create and make stuff. Um, you were talking, you know, I've got my guitars here. I used to be a pro guitar player. Um, I owned and ran a record label for a hot minute, uh, built custom guitar effects pedals, uh, made beer at home. Um, I, creativity is what gets me excited and gets me out of bed in the morning. Like I don't do very well with structure. Uh, I have a very material uh, issue with any sort of authority. Um, I don't do well with authority. Um, <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't go very well for me and it ends up with everybody being unhappy. Uh, but making stuff is what gets me excited. And so making whiskey is just kind of a little bit of a, know, like a natural outgrowth of that. Cause I, I don't see a huge difference between making music and you're recording music and, you know, pressing it onto a, you know, a little vinyl record or making whiskey and putting it in a bottle. Uh, yes. The techniques are different. The, it's, they're different arts, but they're both fundamentally artistic endeavors that allow the artist to express themselves in a way that is true to who that person is, whether you're making music or painting or sculpture or a podcast or whiskey in a bottle. It's that creativity that is the exciting part. And so, you know, what I did before was always try to make and create. And then my grandfather died, which was uh, sadly something that happens to almost all of us. But prior to World War II, his family had owned a major brewery in what's now the Czech Republic. Again, Czech heritage. Um, 1939, I presume everybody's aware, but Nazis invaded uh, and they confiscated the brewery and murdered the whole family in the camps. And although my grandfather survived, uh, he spent the rest of his life trying to get the brewery back, but never did. And when he, you know, when he passed, it struck that all of that history is gone forever unless I do something about it. So I was able to kind of take this creative compulsion, for lack of a better word, and focus it in on beverage alcohol and try to do it in a way that wasn't in the shadow of a brewery and to do it in a way that is positive and again, creative. And, you know, theoretically someday my grandpa will be able to look up and, you know, be proud of me. I'm sure he is. I mean, anybody that's creativity and has uh, made something of their life and you obviously have, right. You, you made a bourbon brand, you made a whiskey brand, <laughs> you know, a spirits brand, and uh, I always wonder that I, you know, you wonder what your grandparents, what your father uh, thinks of you as a man or even a woman. Um, did, did I live up to their expectations of what their child or grandchild would be? I'd say he probably smiling down from heaven right now, looking down at your stuff and saying, wow, you know, <laughs> I know my brand. grandpa. I know my grandpa. He's not looking down. He's looking up. But uh, <laughs> um you don't get to pick your family, man. Uh, that said, you know, you only get four grandparents and they're people just like you are. And we've all got our flaws. Um, I'm cursed. I've probably got more flaws than the average guy, but uh, you know, we're all deeply flawed people. And it's just kind of what you do with, it's what you do with what you're good at and how you can be true to who you are. And that's kind of what I just try to do. I try to be true to who I am and have that integrity in the way you conduct your life. You know, how you deal with other people, have that integrity, but be true to who you are. And like, I want to be creative. I want to make. And so I do like, you know, you can like what I make or you can not like what I make. I'm still going to make it. And there are, there are a few people out there that are going to enjoy it. And I don't need everybody to like what I do. I only need a few people to like what I do and, and that's okay. Well, you're, you, you see your whiskey on some TV shows, on some movies, yeah. um, it's always fun is prop pieces, I guess, really. Um, or it might be what that actor likes to drink and says, Hey, that, you know, they're like, Hey, what, if we're going to bring a whiskey in, what do you want to have, uh, you drinking or something? Um, and I remember a couple shows, 
seeing a few on it. And I'm like, man, there's a, there's few right there. You know what? You're a podcaster about whiskey, about bourbon. That's one of the first things that's usually going to catch your eye. Uh, (laughs) Like me and my wife watching Yellowstone the other night. um, You would think every chance they got, they would have a Yellowstone whiskey. That's not the case um, because they have several different whiskeys on that show, several different beers on that show to be a big truthful um but they always catch my eye you know i'm like oh there's bullet uh there's blanton's uh they have yellowstone on there there's coors lighter there's coors original you know there's little squat bottles coors bottles they're always drinking those um so i'm sure for you as a distillery owner it's nice to see your bottles on those shows though yeah it's always fun like uh you know a friend of mine you know caught a glimpse of it uh one of my favorite shows uh it's always sunny in philadelphia and so uh, it was re- super fun that I got to see my bottle on It's Always Sunny. And, you know, but at the same time, there's, you know, one of my other favorite shows, I had to turn them down. Uh, they came asking for a release to use my bottle on one of my favorite shows. And I had to say no, because they wanted to put it in the hands of a uh, alcoholic. And uh. that's, I, you know. Nope, can't do that. And then a movie came at me a couple of years ago. Wanted to have, uh, I swear to God, they wanted to feature my bottle in the hands of a 747 pilot who's currently flying the 747. I'm like, no, guys, you can't have my bottle in the hands of somebody flying a passenger jet. Yeah, it's good the transparency. The least they're asking you and telling you, "Hey, this is what we want to do with your brand." Um, yeah. I would like to see your brand on Chicago PD or on um, Chicago Fire, Chicago Me Med, too. any anything about Chicago, right? Um, it seems like, and if anybody's out there listening that produces one of those shows that gets uh, pieces for those shows, hey, why not have a Chicago brand on a Chicago show, right? There's a Netflix show called The Easy that we were all over a couple years ago, and that was fun. Uh, but including one particular episode where, uh, uh, let's just say that there are multiple people, uh, none of whom are wearing clothes, and about the only thing you could see other than flesh is a bottle of few. I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> You done one in life right there, right? <laughs> there we go. That's, that was that was fun. Like, oh, you guys used the bottle well. <laughs> well played. So when you started out, did you start out thinking, man, I'm gonna make some bourbon whiskey? Have you have you been drinking bourbon whiskey for a while? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have been drinking bourbon whiskey since I was 21 at least. Um never gonna admit to having drank it before that. Um but uh yeah, I mean I really enjoy whiskey because well it's delicious. And again, like you know, we all have our flaws. One of my flaws is I tend to be a little bit compulsive. And if I'm drinking beers, I'm probably gonna get pretty annihilated because I just sit and pound beers. Drinking whiskey, I can just sit and drink whiskey all night and I never I just I don't really get too far. <laughs> well the thing I is enjoy is, it. If- especially if you sip on it neat, right. Um, mm-hmm. without any ice or anything, um, it's not going to allow you to just guzzle it down. Right. It's it, the whiskey is going to control you or, or mm-hmm. it's going to control you in a couple of do- different ways. If you do, uh, over consume in it, um, you're probably not going to have a good next day. Or if you, if it, it might tell you, Hey, I'm going to let you sit me in a slow pace here and, uh, enjoy me for the evening. And, like a good companion should, and uh, it'll be a nice night for you and you'll have a good next day. Um, that's what I like about whiskey. I don't feel bloated. I'm not drinking pounding beers, just pound beers. Um, Cause I'm just like you, uh, I can drink a plethora of beers, but then I have to pee like 20 or 30 times. So um, yep. whiskey doesn't do that. Um, it's a, it's a nice uh, conversation drink too. Yeah, it's uh, whiskey is just magical beverage, and I love drinking it. I love being a part of the industry. Um, yeah, I love other people that make whiskey. Like you, know, we're all friends. <laughs> yeah, you were talking. So about what was Alex that earlier? Alex is awesome. I can't say enough great things about Alex. Like, what a great business where you, you can sit and talk about your so-called competitors, and you're like, well, I'm not their competitor. That's my friend. 
Yeah, I mean, what a great person she is, and uh, the the lineage she pretty much has. Uh, and then you talk to her, she's like, "I knew at 13 years old that I was going to make whiskey." Um, that's pretty badass. But I also love that whiskey is so connected even in podcasting or social media and stuff we're a small i always call it the bourbon community we're a very small and uh knit group of people that are like-minded that love to talk about whiskey love to drink it love to promote it want more people to to know about it and stuff paul do you remember your first sips of whiskey do you remember what brand you was drinking back then i sure do um uh, first, first sips of whiskey were Maker's Mark. Uh, Maker's Mark, a oh. hell of a whiskey to start with, man. That's a great pour. Um, like all they do is excel over at Maker's Mark. It's they make great whiskey, they make it well, they keep on making it day after day. It kind of pisses me off. Um, I wish they <laughs> sucked, <laughs> but they don't well, make great stuff. Well, they make great stuff, yeah. But you're you're. Yeah. You're right there with them, though, right? You're you're you, it, you didn't happen overnight for Maker's Mark. Everybody needs to get that straight. Um, and I try to tell as many people as possible with craft distilleries, it's not going to happen overnight. And some of the distilleries, like yourself, you're ten years, you're coming of age, right? You're you're coming of age, and the whiskey is starting to hit that. Like, hey, we're about to do something really cool here uh, or we're doing something really cool and you need to pay attention because um, mm-hmm. your whiskey we're is just cool as stuff. old as some of Maker's Mark stuff. Um, we're doing great stuff here at Few Spirits and that's not taking away anything from Maker's Mark. I mean, Maker's Mark is great. You know, fill in the blank. You know, Four Roses, Willet, you know, it doesn't matter. They're making great stuff. Um, so that's what I would say is like, you know, that's the thing about the whiskey business is my competitors make good stuff. I can't sit here and say otherwise otherwise i'm stupid if i made beer i could sit here and say ah what are you gonna do drink budweiser no i'm not gonna drink budweiser but you're sitting here like what what are you gonna do drink maker's mark hell yeah you're gonna drink maker's mark it's great stuff well i'm a weeded bourbon nut so yeah i'm gonna drink maker's mark (laughs) yeah of course it's great um i can't say that i mean i can but i'm stupid um that's my always thing is that if you're making whiskey, you got to match that quality and you have to be different. And so I think that we have the same quality as Maker's Mark, um, which I think is a high burden again, but we don't taste the same. And that's the joy. Like you might like Maker's Mark better than mine. I hope you don't, but if you do, cool, man, that's, that's how it goes. And maybe your friend likes you better than Maker's Mark or sub in four roses. Um, you know, you get a group of 10 whiskey nuts together. They're going to have 10 different favorite whiskeys and they're all correct. Well, we get asked all the time, what's your favorite whiskey? And as I look at my desk here, um, there's cause I had to clean up for Christmas, uh, cause we have guests coming over. Um, I have probably 40 bottles of bourbon just surrounded this, uh, this laptop and, I don't really know at this point that I have a favorite whiskey anymore. I still am the weedy king of Kentucky and I still love my weeded bourbon, but you know, I love to drink some rye. I love to drink rye whiskey. Uh, I love some, I'm starting to enjoy some single malts that are American single malts at that. Um, I just enjoy everything. And that's kind of the, the podcasting or if you're doing a YouTube channel or if you're, doing an Instagram or TikTok and you have one of those pages and you're drinking all these whiskeys, it's, it is hard to have a favorite, you know, do I have a, a every day or if I didn't have any other whiskeys, it would be Weller every day. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously behind me, <laughs> you see bottles stashed up there. They're all throughout the house stashed, <clears throat> but I enjoy other whiskeys and brands like you uh, like few allow me to experience different things um it's like a cake almost or going into a italian cookie shop they'll have 50 different cookies in there and you're like oh which one can i taste and my wife's always like well let's just get a couple of each well that's what whiskey allows Mm -hmm. us to do is to taste all these great things that are coming out of america coming out of uh illinois is few um and you're doing more things than just just bourbon whiskey right 
Yeah, our business is really built up on bourbon as well as rye whiskey and then trying to be creative. Uh, you know, we make our bourbon, we make our rye, we got the bottled and bond bourbon out now, we got bottled and bond rye coming out next year. Uh, if it, we can get glass, um, you know, we're all, you know, we're always doing our best, but we also try to be a little bit creative and innovative. So like we've got a product out there where uh, we bring our bourbon to bottle strength with cold brew coffee. Uh, we call it the cold cut bourbon. We've got another one where we bring our rye whiskey to bottle strength with cold extracted oolong tea called the immortal rye. And we're trying to bring new and different flavors into whiskey, uh, a to give people different flavors for when they're in different moods, but also to help bring people into the world of whiskey. You know, whiskey can unfortunately be a little bit intimidating to uh, novices and I think it's really nice to kind of try to extend, you know, that hand across the chasm to give people something they might be a little bit more familiar with. Oh, it's bourbon with coffee. I drink coffee every day. Maybe I'll like that. They try it. They like it. Now maybe they go out and maybe they try another bottle from few, or maybe they go and try a Weller and they try something else. And you're bringing people into this community of whiskey, just like you were saying, because the bigger the community, the the more awesome, you know, share whiskey. It's whiskey for sharing. It's brings people together. It's your friends. It's your family. It's your good times. It's your bad times. And you're sharing this over a glass of whiskey with people. That's what whiskey's for. Well, on the second half listeners, we're going to get into what few has just released in the last couple of months and what they're going to release on the future. Cause I know that Paul's got some hidden little secrets that he's going to let all of our listeners know about. Uh, we'll be right back. So listeners, I know you have heard about seldom seen farms and their bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. You're going to love this stuff. You like making cocktails, two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of this bourbon barrel aged maple syrup, some bitters, and you got yourself an old fashioned. It doesn't get any easier than that right there. So check that out. They also got some of their regular half pint maple syrup. They've got some bourbon maple candles. They've got some maple cotton candy. You can also buy their uh, regular maple syrup in big, giant quart jars, kind of the old-style whiskey jug style right there. Uh, they got some gift packages and stuff. They also sell some buttermilk pancake mix. Just in case you don't have the right pancake mix, you can get that. You can also buy a 12 bottles of this at a time if you're really into it. Or if you have a store, reach out to Seldom Seen Farms. Talk to Kevin. Tell him the Bourbon Roads sent you. You visit their website, seldomseenmaple.com. Order now. Probably just a little bit too late for Christmas, but I'm sure as soon as he can get it out the door, he'll get it out. Kevin taps into 2,000 trees on his farm up in Northeast Ohio. A true farmer, true craftsman. How could you not love it? He puts his uh, maple syrup into bourbon barrels, places like New Riff, places like Leapers Fork down in Tennessee are working with him. Um, check them out today. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> All right, listeners, we are back with few. Um, I know you've seen their whiskey on the shelf. They got several different products out there. They got some gin. They got some... Uh, rye they got their bottled and bond now um really throwback labels on there a little squatty bottle um not square so much but squatty i would call it um pretty pretty beautiful labels uh i'd say like 1930-ish 1920s and we got paul on with us today so paul what's coming down the pike for a few yeah with few i think we're going to continue doing what we do which is making and creating uh, we got some cool stuff that we just released, including that bottle of the bond bourbon. Uh, we got a bottle of the bond rye coming out next year. Uh, if and when we can get glass, um, you know, people, if you're hearing stories about you know supply chain issues, they're real. Um, 
So yeah, we were supposed to release Bottle of the Bond Rye this at the same time as the bourbon, but uh, can't. Um, so we're hoping to be able to get enough supplies to release that in the coming year. Uh, we've also got a really cool collaboration whiskey coming out with another rock band. Uh, we've worked with several rock bands in the past, but coming up this spring, hopefully, again, if we can get bottles, uh, we've got a collaboration with a band called the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club coming out. Uh, something we're real excited about because it's a really, really cool whiskey. Uh, and we're doing stuff that I haven't really seen done very often before with them. And so I think that's going to be a really, ex- really fun and exciting project uh, that I can't wait to have out on the marketplace. Now we're getting ready to start blending it. Uh, I'm going to start blending it next week. Uh, and we think we'll be able to, bl- I think we're going to be able to get it blended inside of three or four months. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how it's uh, coming down with the proof and so on. But uh, we think it's going to be nice and quick and maybe only three months. Um, that's an exciting one. And then after that, we'll have to kind of wait and see how things are going. Uh, we've got a fun product coming out just for the Chicago market, working with a, uh, very, very famous Chicago, uh, chef, shall we say, um, which will be really fun. We're going to wait and announce that one when the time comes. Uh, but that's, that's going to be really fun. And I think an awful lot of people in the whiskey world are going to kind of give me a little bit of a stink eye over it. Like, what are you doing? Uh, but <laughs> people in Chicago didn't be like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, so this is for us. This isn't for you. This is for us, man. This is for Chicago. We got some people, listeners, that also drink gin. And you also have a barrel gin, right? It's been mm-hmm. aged in a bourbon barrel. Uh, yeah, it's aged in a mixture of new, new and used bourbon and used rye. So three different kinds of barrels in there, but yeah, it's a, it's a really fun gin and it makes, it's the perfect gin for the whiskey drinker. Cause as much as we all try, we can't live by whiskey alone. Uh, sometimes you got to cross over into other categories. And so we're, we're sitting there waiting for you with the barrel aged gin. And then you, you got some other gins too, right? You got an American yeah. gin and a breakfast gin. What's a breakfast gin? Well, the breakfast gin is the most important gin of the day. I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. Uh, it's, what I'm, it's what my mama taught me. I don't know about your mama, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's that fantastic gin to kind of, you know, you kind of wake up and you take the edge off. Uh, it goes amazing with pancakes. Um, you could probably even use that bourbon barrel aged maple syrup that we're talking about uh, with that barrel aged with the uh, breakfast gin uh, on your pancakes and be just fantastic. Uh, but it's just a gin. It's nice. It's very herbal. Uh, we use Earl Grey tea as one of the main botanicals. And I think it's just, it's really nice because it's not so super dry as a lot of people get turned off. Um, you know, when you're in the gin business, you're trying to talk to people about gin, you always hear about that one time when they were 17 in their friend's basement and they had a handle of this or that brand. And if it's a girl that you're talking to, they, you know, their friend had to hold their hair back. If it's a guy you're talking to, other bad stuff happened where, uh, uh, yeah, just it's always the same story. But uh, people are growing up now, and you can go back and you can drink a real gin. Uh, you can drink a real drink, and it doesn't have to be whiskey. You can do other stuff too. But gin's a pretty small part of what we do at this point. Um, but we really like making gin for that same reason we we're talking about earlier that that creativity. Uh, whiskey has a lot of rules about what you can and what you can't do. Gin really doesn't have a lot of rules. So you can kind of do whatever the hell you want making gin. And if it's good, you've got something great. And if it's not good, you don't do it again. But you can have an idea for a gin product and you can have it on a market inside of three months. Whereas, you know, you could come up with an idea for a whiskey product and yeah, maybe you can have that on the marketplace in like five or six years. Maybe. Now, you guys did some special releases. You did a 10th anniversary bourbon that was only available in Illinois, right? Mm-hmm. It's about and it's you- getting ready to hit our D, uh, DTC site at buyfewspirits.com. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're sitting here in mid-December, and I've been saying it's about to hit the DTC site since August. So I have no idea when it's going to hit the DTC site. Sorry. And you also have, we was talking about, you also have a single malt whiskey of your own. Yeah, we love making single malt. It's 
it's something that a lot of the big boys really can they do it yes but they haven't in the past and it's a cool opportunity to bring something new into the conversation of what whiskey is and what whiskey can be you everybody thinks single malt equals scotch and that's that's just not true um you know single malt is just a malt whiskey distilled at a single distillery and we're a single distillery we can make malt whiskey so therefore it's single malt and I think, you know, American single malt distillers making products that are competitively differentiated from scotch is a great thing because not everybody likes scotch the exact same way. Not everybody likes bourbon. Not everybody likes rye. There is a whiskey for everybody. And if bourbon's not for you, try a few single malt. It's okay. The thing I noticed that you don't have on your website anyways, is you only have the really the only finished bourbon that you're doing right now is your, uh, I guess it would be your cold cut. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't call it a finished bourbon. We call it, yeah, we call it part of our cut series because we use non-traditional liquids to cut with. So normally when you make whiskey, you use water to bring things down to barrel strength or to bottle strength. Sorry. Uh, with the cold cut, we use cold brew coffee. And uh, it's that same, it's that same bourbon that's in the, uh, you know, the bottle of the bonds, the same bourbon that's in our core bourbon. Uh, but instead of using water, we use cold brew coffee because I like coffee. Now, see if you put that maple syrup in that, there's your breakfast drink. <laughs> that would be freaking delicious. Uh, the cold cup bourbon's not super sweet, but you, so you add in that, uh, you add a little bit of syrup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you start, yeah. That's how you start your day. <laughs> that's a bourbon drinker's uh, coffee. Yes, bourbon, sir. Maple syrup in a glass with your pancakes. You get the creaminess. Mm-hmm. You get everything you want in life right there as a bourbon that's, drinker. That's a beautiful thing right there. <laughs> so, Paul, what's uh? We we trying to. I'm trying to get you out something that's coming out. I know you got something up your sleeve besides the rock and roll stuff that's fixing to come out. Um, how many states are you in right now? So we're currently available in all 50 states and about 36 countries. Um, so pretty much wherever your listeners are in the world, you can find a few spirits. Uh, some places it's a little bit easier to find than others, shall we say. Uh, but you can get it pretty much everywhere. And if your local doesn't have it, just feel free to ask for it. Uh, since it is available to your store, whether they carry it or not. And if they, they don't want to bring it in, you can always try buyfewspirits.com and we'll ship it right to your front door. Right to our front door. Right to the front door. You don't get easier than that. And I yeah, think if you buy three uh, bottles, shipping's a pain in the butt because it's super expensive. But if you buy three bottles, I think we take we pay for the shipping. Well, that's even better if you're paying for the shipping. Is that worldwide or is that just for the US? Just for the US. And I think it's only <laughs> I think it's only 46 states. So they can't ship everywhere. Sure. Um yeah, probably some control to the outdoor right. business. No, like Pennsylvania is not one of them. And then it might be maybe ask, might be Alaska and Hawaii just because it costs. I'm not, I, I forget. I should probably learn that better, but uh, I'm just a janitor, not a, not the big sales guy. Well, hey, at least you're honest. We, we talked about that a little bit. You're honest that you're just the regular guy and stuff. And uh, I, I like that. I'd rather talk to somebody that's regular than uh, somebody that's, you know, you pull up in front of the distillery and you do see a Rolls Royce out there and that's who you're talking to. Um, it's much nicer to talk to somebody that actually knows every part of that distillery, every uh, inch of it, uh, is in love with bourbon. You know, um, when you talk to somebody that's not in love with bourbon, it really does show. And I can tell you, you love your whiskey. You love your bourbon. Um, you're proud of it. It's a baby, right? It's like those teenage kids you got. I love my kids more than I love my whiskey, but I do love my whiskey. Yeah, you had to make sure you got that right. <laughs> Where can our listeners find you guys on social media? Uh, you can find us all over all your social medias at Few Spirits. Um, so at Few Spirits on Instagram, at Few Spirits on the TikToks, uh, slash Few Spirits on the Facebooks, uh, Twitter at Few Spirits, although we don't do a whole lot on Twitter because, well, I'm old. 
Um, <laughs> so this is what it is. Uh, we, we did just get a new social media person and they're kind of, they're pushing on a lot more uh, stuff out there, which has been kind of fun to watch. Cause like I said, I'm too old for that shit. But yeah, and fewspirits.com. We're on the web. Uh, so you can find out recipes and learn more about the brand at fewspirits.com. Uh, and then to purchase, uh, you can link right over to f- buy fewspirits.com from there. And if our listeners in the Chicago area, is your distillery open for tours? Absolutely. You can book tours on the website as well, or also just email info at fewspirits.com and we'll get you set up with our uh, our tour team and they'll take great care of you as best we can. Uh, we run cocktail nights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. You can stop in, have a couple of drinks, uh, relax a little bit, take a load off. Uh, we're just right down an alley and we're about 100 yards from the L as well as the Metro, right in the kind of the southeast corner of Evanston. It's about you know, 25 minutes from the loop. Uh, easy to get to either via Uber or public transit. So that's what I'm talking about. And do you guys have food there also? Uh, we don't have food. Uh, but, uh, we do have the ability to bring whatever you want in. Uh, there's a killer shop right across the street. That's got great burgers and euros. Uh, there's a great Mexican place around the corner. That's got amazing tacos. Uh, you can get, uh, delivery pizza, whatever you want. You know, we, yeah, please bring in whatever food you want. We just don't have a kitchen. So what's the, what's the pizza place there that they can order? Cause everybody's got to have some deep dish Chicago style pizza, right? Yeah, so you can get pizza delivered from Melnati's, which is my personal favorite. You can get your Giordano's delivered if that's your jam. Uh, there's a great new place in town called Cantuccio's, which is like a uh, just like an independent uh, pizza guy who just makes killer pizza. Uh, there's a Detroit pizza place down the street called Firehouse Grill that will deliver you a pizza. Really nice, uh, really good stuff there. Um, you know, it's, it's a college town, so you can get whatever you want delivered. You got it. You got your ties, your sushis, um, buffalo wings, because who doesn't like a good buffalo wing? You got it all. We just, don't, we just don't have a kitchen, man. Well, hey, at least you're allowing people to bring food in. Um, you're giving tours. Now, what about a single barrel program? Does few offer a single barrel program if somebody wants to buy a barrel of whiskey? We sure do. We've got single barrel programs that run nationally as well as here in Illinois. Uh, we don't tend to stock them at the distillery itself. So if you just want a single barrel bottle, you got to go to a Binnie's or uh, any number of our retail partners. Uh, but uh, you can also probably find single barrels wherever you are, happen to be in the world. Like, you know, down in Kentucky, uh, Liquor Barn currently has, I think, four single barrels from us. So if the Bourbon Road wanted to buy an entire barrel as a single barrel, we yeah, can come on up. Come on up. Come I can on get up. Uh, we can get our local distributor with samples. You can kind of come right up and do the sampling right here. Yeah, we love that kind of stuff. Well, Paul, I appreciate you sharing your whiskey with us. Uh few is uh very delicious. The bottle and bond is everything it should be in a whiskey with that peppery cinnamon um creamy note to it. Um, I loved it. I super appreciate you coming on, telling our listeners about your brand, about your history, about your background. Um, we hope that everybody comes up to your town, eat some deep dish of pizza in your distillery, um, and leaves there with cases and cases of your bourbon and your gin. Yeah, come on by, everybody. We uh, we don't bite. We just make whiskey. It's okay. All right, listeners, you know where you can find us at. You can find us on TikTok. Heck, I posted a couple of uh, posts the last couple of days. Check those out. Give us a follow on there. We're on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter, YouTube. Main place you can find us, though, is on Facebook. We have a private Facebook group in there called the Bourbon Roadies. 2,500 people strong and growing every day of like-minded people. Three rules you got to follow. Are you 21? Do you love bourbon? Yes, everybody loves bourbon. Come on now. And do you agree to play nice? Because we don't tolerate any rudeness in there, meaning that if you drink from the very bottom of the shelf to the very top, um, we want you to be able to post those photos out there without anybody beating you up about it. But we just, we just want to celebrate life, celebrate promotions, celebrate anniversaries, um, you name it. 
that's what we want to do. It's a celebration of whiskey, and that's what we're going to do in there. If you don't like doing that, there's plenty of other groups out there for you. You can also check out our website where we uh, have our reviews of whiskeys. Um, we also have our swag in there. You know, our famous bourbon bullshit or T-shirt. You can buy that in there. We'd appreciate you buying our swag, our glasses, our hats, our cups. Um, that stuff helps us get down the bourbon road. It helps fill our tanks with gas. You know, those gas prices are rising right now. So we'd appreciate your support and you get something out of it. You get that bourbon bullshit or t-shirt that you can wear up to a few distillery um, and give them a good laugh because uh, they're going to know that you don't take yourself too seriously. So check that out. We do two shows a week. We do our bourbon review on Mondays, usually of a craft distillery, 15 to 20 minutes. It'll get you to work. And on Wednesday, we have great guests on like Few Whiskey and Paul, um, 30 minutes to work. 30 minutes back, man, you're going to be de-stressed by the time you're done listening to us because uh, you're going to be ready for a pour of this few whiskey. So check those shows out. But to make sure you don't miss those shows, we need you to scroll on up, hit that check sign, that plus sign, that subscribe sign on your app. That'll make sure that you get to listen to those two shows. And you know what I'm about to tell you. Scroll on down, hit that five-star review because you know what's going to happen if you don't. I'm going to release the big bad booty daddy of bourbon. He's going to come over to your house with a bottle of this few whiskey. By the end of the night, you're going to give us a five-star review, I guarantee. Um, but seriously, those five-star reviews help us to get great guests on like Paul and few whiskey. Um, it allows us to do great reviews. It just, it really does open up doors for us. So we appreciate that. Like I said, the best way to reach out to us is obviously on Instagram. You can send both of us an email. Jim is at Jim at the Bourbon Road. I'm Mike at the Bourbon Road. But the best way would be on Instagram, DMing us. He is Jason and 63. I'm Big Bourbon Chief. And you know what we always like to say? We'll see you on down the Bourbon Road. Bourbon Road.